This is literally a matter of life and death. Growing threat from the coronavirus. Social distancing. Suspended masses. 80 million Americans were still not vaccinated. On March 12, 2020, the first COVID-19 restrictions were issued. What happened next marked one of the greatest intrusions on civil liberties ever seen in American peacetime. What lessons should the whole church take from the COVID pandemic? From Catholic Vote, this is COVID and the Catholic Church. Welcome back to The Receipts, COVID and the Catholic Church. This podcast is brought to you by the Catholic Accountability Project from Catholic Vote. All footnotes, sources, and graphics cited for this installment can be found at www.catholicvote.org cap. In this episode, we examine America's vast social experiment on children during the pandemic, the move to long-term online learning at many public schools, and how those students fared in comparison with Catholic school children who were free to quickly resume in-person learning. We also consider the effects of mask mandates on students and their parents and what Catholic educators should take away from the results. But first, be sure to subscribe to COVID and the Catholic Church on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss future episodes of this report. Parents of school-age children were probably the single most aggravated group over the course of 2020 through 2023, and now continue to be the most eager to hold institutions and leaders accountable for the resulting harms, such as learning loss, social isolation, and the psychological suffering of their children. Many parents regard these outcomes as the unnecessary result of overzealous policies, in particular school closures and mandatory masking in schools. Worse, American parents looking overseas saw that other countries did not isolate and force masks on their children, with no discernible ill effects on public health. Parents are left asking, what was it all for? Thankfully, the nation's Catholic schools avoided much of this suffering, though not all. Catholic school kids thankfully did not experience the massive and long-term public school shutdowns pushed by teachers' unions and their political allies. Catholic schools overwhelmingly stayed open for in-person learning, resulting in notably positive academic performance scores, as well as a major enrollment boost from parents fleeing the public school system failures. To understand how Catholic schools succeeded, we should recall where public schools failed. Even in liberal circles, those widespread failures are increasingly acknowledged. The left-leaning Atlantic Monthly published multiple articles in late 2022 acknowledging that school closures were a failed policy and had caused the biggest disruption in the history of American education. One article recounted how, within two weeks of the World Health Organization's pandemic declaration, every public school building in the United States had been closed and 50 million students had been sent home. Half of these students would not re-enter their schools for more than a year. No other high-income country in the world relied to such a great extent on remote instruction. Often, the authors observed, physical school wasn't replaced with Zoom school. Rather, physical school closures meant no school at all for days and even weeks on end. Another author, Derek Thompson, noted that school closures were not the only source of student problems during the pandemic, but the failures he cataloged were shocking. Student achievement plummeted during COVID. The survey of 4th and 8th graders found that math scores fell in nearly every state. 
No state showed significant improvements in reading. The lowest performing students saw the largest declines in achievement. By March 2023, even far-left national public radio was featuring the voice of a teacher who regretted her futile attempts to teach remote kindergarten classes. We worked so hard and it didn't make a difference. We should have stayed in school. In Catholic schools, things were very different, both in terms of in-person learning and academic achievement. According to a February 2021 report from the National Catholic Educational Association, more than 90% of Catholic schools were open for in-person learning and working within sanctioned health guidelines during the first year of the pandemic. In contrast, less than 50% of public schools had fully reopened by March 2021, over a year after the initial pandemic restrictions were put in place. Some Catholic school systems had seen increased enrollment during the 2020-2021 school year, with transfer students seeking in-person classes. As the pandemic continued, this enrollment boost accelerated, with an astonishing 3.8% increase in nationwide Catholic school enrollment. That statistic marked the first overall enrollment boost for 25 years. Safe in-person learning throughout the pandemic appears to have been central in driving the enrollment increase, especially among very young children starting pre-kindergarten programs. A 2022 Manhattan Institute report discussed how the COVID boom in Catholic school enrollment could be extended and observed that the pandemic caused a -a once-in-a-generation shift in parental demand for school choice. According to the Manhattan Institute, recent public school enrollment analyses reveal not only that public school enrollment between 2020 and 2022 cratered, but that the longer districts remained in remote or hybrid learning, the more dramatic their enrollment declines. The U.S. was notably extreme in the length of its public school closures. Children lost an average 71 weeks of in-person schooling as compared to 12 weeks in France, 15 in Spain, and 27 in the United Kingdom. The effects on student learning outcomes were devastating. On the National Assessment of Education Progress Tests, or NEEP, scores for 2022 showed an alarming decline, including the worst downslide in math scores ever recorded. Students also displayed a drop in reading scores and no major improvement in any state's average results. The 2022 NEEP figures were described as appalling, even by President Biden's education secretary, Javier Becerra. And while the worst NEEP declines did not necessarily coincide with the longest school closures, it seems impossible to separate the overall test results from the immense disruption to American education, especially given corroborating research from journalists like The Atlantic's Thompson. In contrast, Catholic school students demonstrated strong, neat performances on the 2022 tests after their schools overwhelmingly opted for in-person classes. They scored significantly higher on the assessments than their public school peers. Clearly, they did not suffer the historic learning problems found among public school children over the same time period. As one pair of analysts noted, America's Catholic schools defied these sobering trends. Students attending parochial schools experience no meaningful decline in either reading or math on the latest NEEP. One commentator observed that if Catholic schools were a state, they would be the highest-performing state in the country. Surprisingly high praise for Catholic schools' success during the pandemic came from then-Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and her city's public school district. 
Given Lightfoot's politics and the city's reputation as a leftist stronghold, neither the mayor nor the city's public schools would necessarily be expected to acknowledge, much less praise the church's choice to keep classrooms open. In 2020, Lightfoot said she was following very closely the experience of archdiocese schools, many of which have been in-person learning five days a week. There's a lot we can learn from their experience. Her regard for the church's quick reopening of schools was even at odds with the Chicago Teachers Union, which took to social media to declare that the push to reopen schools is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny. As the pandemic continued into 2021, Chicago's unionized teachers remained obstinately opposed to reopening. When the union refused to comply with a reopening plan, the Chicago school district cited Catholic schools' safe reopening as evidence that public schools could follow suit. But the union again rejected the evidence Catholic schools' successful strategy in favor of racial identity politics. National studies and the experience of local, private, and Catholic schools show that in-person instruction can be done safely with proper mitigations in place. According to the public school district, one report stated, The Chicago Teachers Union has pushed back, saying that those students don't reflect the racial or demographic makeup of the nation's third-largest school district, and that private and Catholic schools tend to be more affluent. As the public schools and the teachers' union fought over reopening in early 2021, the Chicago Tribune reported that the phone lines at many of the city's Catholic schools were jammed with calls this week from weary parents inquiring how to enroll their children. In the end, Chicago public schools only fully reopened in August 2021, a year after the city's Catholic schools had welcomed students back for full-time, in-person learning. One official of the archdiocese, Justin Lombardo told local news in October 2020 that in a pandemic, there is no place where you are 100% safe. Everybody in our daily lives now, unfortunately, is accepting a level of risk. Overwhelmingly, our teachers returned to the classroom, Lombardo said, and many, many, many were excited to do that, though he admitted there was some hesitancy on the part of some. But by and large, after the first couple of days, they breathed a sigh of relief and were glad to be back in the classroom with the students. So the vast majority of our teachers showed up, took the job very responsibly, and have been heroes to us in their diligence and their dedication. In other respects, including the masking of children, which we will examine in a minute, and the vaccine mandates discussed in our next episode, the Archdiocese of Chicago did not stand out as a model for leadership in the pandemic. But the contrast with Chicago's public schools shows what America's Catholic schools got right by remaining open in over 90% of cases. Across the country, a great deal of children's academic trouble and emotional suffering could have been avoided if public schools and teachers' unions had followed the Catholic schools' lead. In one area, though, Catholic schools struggled with whether or not to comply with cultural pressures. School mask mandates posed another major hardship for children during the pandemic, affecting their learning, social and emotional functioning, and overall well-being, with unforeseeable and possibly long-term effects. Some mask mandates were government-imposed in ways that made it difficult for any institution to fight in court, although some Catholic schools tried. Other schools, mask mandates were imposed by Catholic bishops or diocesan offices themselves prompting public opposition from frustrated parents and a career-ending act of protest by one principal. 
Under both the Trump and Biden administrations, the Centers for Disease Control issued guidelines promoting the masking of children as young as two years old, although the Trump-era guidelines were more flexible. Such guidance was significantly stricter than that of either the World Health Organization or the European CDC. The Biden guidance in particular came under serious fire, even in the mainstream media, giving studies pointing to the far lower risks COVID-19 posed to children and an utter lack of solid evidence that daycare or school mask mandates were effective in preventing disease. Despite this, around half of all American school children were under mask mandates as late as February 2022, after which the CDC changed its guidance, and even the most restrictive states lifted school mandates. Research by Catholic Vote indicates that Catholic schools were typically compliant toward government-imposed mask mandates, or at least rarely opposed them openly. There were very few reported instances of defiance or even protest against such measures by dioceses or schools. You might wish more had been done to publicly oppose government mask mandates, especially those imposed on schoolchildren. But before judging Catholic schools too harshly for their compliance, we should note certain aspects of the legal landscape at the time. First, the punishments for open refusal of mask mandates could be grave and even ruinous. A Protestant congregation in California, for instance, has been ordered to pay $1.2 million in fines for its defiance of masking and social distancing orders. Few, if any, Catholic schools could pay such a price and survive. Second, under prevailing American legal doctrines, it is often very difficult to challenge public health orders in court. If such an order was made within a government official's lawful authority, even with a small amount of evidence in its favor, and the broadest possible interpretation of a legitimate state interest, a public health order will almost certainly be upheld in court. The only successful challenge to such an order, like mask mandates, is if it can be shown that the measure is discriminatory in certain ways, or that it threatens a right that courts regard as fundamental. Even if discrimination or a threat to fundamental rights is shown, the government simply faces higher burdens of proof in justifying its actions. These judicial doctrines have been seriously criticized, especially by Justice Clarence Thomas, but for now they make it futile for a school or diocese to sue over a mask mandate. Although mask mandates were frequently challenged in court by non-church entities, a September 2021 National Law Review article found that these lawsuits, employing a range of legal theories, met with consistent failure. The challenges failed because judges viewed the mandates as plausibly related to a valid purpose on the part of the government, also known as the rational basis test. A handful of lawsuits against mask mandates did succeed as the pandemic came to an end, but they won only on more narrow and technical grounds that could not be readily broadened to apply to schools. Throughout the pandemic, the Supreme Court never ruled on or even agreed to hear any case on mask mandates. All of these factors taken together made it a difficult proposition to challenge state-imposed school masking. The most prominent Catholic challenge to a government mask mandate was predictably unsuccessful. Resurrection School, a Catholic school in Michigan, filed a lawsuit in October 2020, objecting to a government mask mandate on religious freedom grounds. Several of the school's claims involved the ways in which masks interfered with the institution's faith-based educational mission, although the lawsuit also attempted, more dubiously, to argue that masking violates church teaching on human dignity. 
Resurrection School lost the case because the order applied equally to secular and religious schools and in no way singled out religious institutions. Church teaching allows for civil disobedience under certain conditions, and some Catholics chose not to comply with school mask mandates. In Colorado, Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Classical School was deemed Denver's all-time champion school mask rules violator by a local paper for its many citations over non-compliance. This apparently resulted in only a relatively small fine against the school, although it could have had much more serious consequences, since Colorado's public health department claimed the right to enforce its pandemic orders by any appropriate legal means, including jail sentences. But perhaps even more controversial than state-imposed mask mandates were those imposed on schools by the Catholic bishops themselves or their diocesan officials. First, be sure to remember not all mask mandates in Catholic schools were imposed directly by bishops. Many came from school administrations such as pastors and principals. On a national level, by July 2021, Catholic dioceses were trending away from diocese-wide mask mandates in schools in favor of local control over masking. By February 2022, journalists at The Pillar found that most dioceses had adopted this approach for their schools, with a small number of bishops, mostly in more restrictive states, still requiring masks in all schools. On the opposite side of the issue, Bishop Donald E. DeGroote of Sioux Falls stood out with his policy forbidding any mask mandates from being imposed in diocesan schools at the start of the 2021-2022 school year. When dioceses did decide on sweeping mask mandates, they often received pushback. In August 2021, for example, the Diocese of Dallas heard from angry parents when the standing policy of local control was replaced with uniform mandatory masking of the diocese's 15,000 schoolchildren. Some opponents of Dallas's diocese-imposed mandate were allegedly threatened with the expulsion of their children. The diocese actually confirmed these instances when it explained that these parents had violated a written agreement to refrain from disruptive behavior. In response, parents launched a public campaign advocating for a return to local school control and the freedom of families to choose whether or not to wear masks. And three parents rented billboard trucks to display messages opposing the school mask mandate on the streets around the diocesan offices in late October. It appears the protests worked. Local control over masking policy was restored to the Dallas Diocese schools on November 12, 2021. Another conflict over mandatory school masking arose in the Archdiocese of Chicago, which did not demonstrate the sort of leadership on this issue that it had shown in keeping schools open. The Archbishop of Chicago, Blaise Cardinal Supich, was not alone among bishops complying with a government-imposed school mask mandate. However, the Archdiocese of Chicago took the remarkable further step of announcing it would voluntarily continue mandatory school masking, even after a February 4, 2022 court ruling blocked the government mandate on grounds that Governor J.B. Pritzker lacked authority to issue it. Chicago's superintendent of Catholic schools defended universal masking, saying it was within the archdiocese's legal rights, which was true since the court order only bound the state, and as guided by health data, which was far less clear. A statement from the archdiocese also noted that the court ruling, a temporary restraining order, was not necessarily final, and changing our policies back and forth with later rulings could cause problems. 
Following this announcement from the Chicago Archdiocese, Jacob Doc Matthias, the principal of Queen of Martyrs School, made his own announcement to parents. Independent of the mandate placed upon schools that operate under the auspices of the Office of Catholic Schools and the Archdiocese of Chicago, I have resolved that beginning tomorrow, Tuesday, February 8th, the wearing of masks by members of our faculty, staff, and student body will be optional, he wrote. Matthias, who had served the schools for over 40 years, said he had made this decision in what I believe to be in the best interest of our students and their families. After observing that, the school emotional toll that continuing COVID protocols have taken on many of our students had become more toxic than the COVID virus itself. Matthias also pointed out the stark contrast between the Archdiocese's courage in keeping Catholic schools open with its reluctance to end mask mandates. This case raised difficult theological questions about the limits of a bishop's authority. Matthias appeared to understand the gravity of defying the archdiocese in the matter, since he described his decision as extremely difficult and made with a tremendous amount of thought and reflection. In the end, however, the principals saw the school mask mandate as an unjust law, which can, according to some interpretations of Catholic teaching, be disobeyed without sin. Matthias was suspended from his position, prompting public protests by those who hailed him as a hero. Ultimately, he announced that he would leave Queen of Martyrs rather than accept what he described as unreasonable and extreme conditions laid down by the archdiocese for his return. Only days later, however, the archdiocese of Chicago implemented a shocking about-face in its own school masking policy. Masking abruptly became optional in Catholic schools, except where local health departments lawfully required it. Archdiocese Superintendent Greg Richmond, who had described the mask mandate as guided by health data just days before, now cited a dramatic drop in cases within the past few weeks to justify the radical change. Clearly, the strange fluidity of expert guidance and the science was seen in both Catholic and secular circles. As politically contentious as masking has been, the mainstream media and federal government are now acknowledging that school mask mandates may have no benefits to public health while being simultaneously harmful to children. One major CDC study published in 2021 did not find school mask mandates to be effective in stopping the spread of COVID-19. Leaders like Chicago's Cardinal Supich might be well advised to acknowledge such facts and even ask forgiveness for some decisions made in ignorance early in the pandemic. Perhaps church leaders and officials would receive more credit for good policies, such as keeping schools open, if they were to admit that other policies were questionable or an outright mistake. Many frustrated parents will never forget the ordeal of school masking, and some public accountability from bishops and Catholic school administrators on the issue would likely be welcome. As it said, better late than never. In the next episode of COVID in the Catholic Church, we will dive into one of the most contentious COVID-19 issues, vaccines and vaccine mandates. Bishops and theologians remain sharply divided to this day on how to apply church teaching on personal freedom when it comes to vaccination. And we look at who forced vaccines on employees, who didn't, and where they stand now. All that next time on COVID and the Catholic Church. If you're enjoying this podcast series, let us know. 
be sure to hit subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.